he's uh what do you call it he's he's a prophet who is straddled who john the baptist he's a prophet who is straddled what is straddled yeah i'll explain it uh, when a person is straddled um it's a term used for people who sit on the horse when one of your legs is here and one is there you are straddled mm. on a horse John was a prophet who was straddled in the sense that he um after the prophet Malachi um well over uh, a little more or less 400 years the next prophet that comes is John the Baptist and so John the Baptist is caught up that's why I use the word straddled because both his feet one of his foot is in the old testament one is in the new because he came to uh present Christ to Israel the first prophet after 400 years so there there was a sense in which his disciples were not necessarily caught up in the old testament but had some customs of the old testament so that is why if you hear what they were saying they said Why don't your disciples fast like we do and the Pharisees do because the Pharisees always went by the law of Moses they are in the old testament still and even though they had gone so far away from the law of Moses because they have added man-made traditions to it they have attached man-made traditions in fact when you read the book of Luke chapter 18 where Christ spoke a parable of the uh Pharisee and the publican or, or the publican Christ says that the Pharisee comes and he starts praying and it mentioned the fact that he fasts twice a week therefore he is pronouncing uh his own works before God he does this he tithes and does all of these things and so when 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 John the Baptist um disciples come and say that we fast we and the pharisees fast because these people were still about the old testament stuff and so they were fasting a lot and so they come to ask jesus christ um why is it that your disciples are not fasting like us because they are stuck in the old testament and christ says something interesting do wedding guests mourn while celebrating with the groom of course not Christ is here everything is well now you are fasting to god right if if you are fasting you're fasting to god god is here he's in your midst the kingdom of god is within you while i am here all things are well that's what christ is saying while i am here all things are well there is no need to do anything because I satisfy all godliness. I am the deal like I come and everything goes well. So there is no need for my even both you and my disciples to fast because mm-hmm. the person to whom you fast is here. Mhm. But then he tells them but some day the groom will be taken away from them and then they will fast. That makes sense. Because when I'm gone They would fast to me. I'm here. Why should they be fasting? Yeah, It's all joy. I came to make all things well. In fact, a woman in the crowd said, "He has done all things well. Blessed is the womb that bore you." Mm-hmm. That's what the woman said. Beautiful. You are here. You you've come to do all things. Is he not doing all things well? Everywhere he went, he healed. Mm-hmm. He did good. He was compassionate. He pitied these people. He loved them. 
He taught them amazing things to the point they will ask, we've never heard any man speak with such authority. Mm -hmm. We thank God for giving such power to men. Mm -hmm. Saying all these things is indicative of the fact that I'm here, so I'm fulfilling law and, and, and the prophets. I'm fulfilling the law and the prophets. The reason I'm here is to make sure that all these things are done and I'm doing them. So why would you mourn? Because the um, the reason why people fast is to mourn mm -hmm. and humiliate themselves. I'm mm -hmm. using it um, uh, in the archaic sense. Mm -hmm. Today, when you say humiliate, you're embarrassing somebody or something. Yeah, like true. That. But the word, the uh, the word itself, humiliate means to humble yourself. Mm -hmm. When you are fasting, you're humbling yourself before God and you're mourning over something mm -hmm. because that is for the most part fasting takes on that nature that is why when the Pharisees will fast they would look um, they would look like you know there's something wrong with them for yeah, everybody bro, to lab, see ashes, yeah, everything. yeah exactly for the most part for the most part the Jews normally would uh, fast in mourning of something mm -hmm. maybe they are mourning over their sin Maybe the, you are asking God for something and you're fasting in the hopes that he will answer you. Right. So then you mourn. Maybe you, you, you fast with sackcloth and ashes. Yeah. Things like that. So mourning, um, fasting took on that nature of mourning. That's why Christ said, um, <clears throat> can the wedding guest mourn? That's why he used that word. Yeah. Why should they mourn when I'm here? All things are being done where well, you should be happy. Right. Because I'm around. That's right. why my disciples don't need to. Plus, even though they are of the Old Testament too, because I came to meet them in that Old Testament state, but they are not ripe yet. What I'm doing here, they are not ripe yet to understand. When I'm gone, they will have bigger battles to fight. They would have to fast. This kind does not go out except by fasting and prayer. When I'm no longer in this world, you would need to do these things. Mm -hmm. But because Christ was there, he went up to the mountain to pray. All night he was there. When he came down, someone had brought a child um, sick of uh, epilepsy. The disciples were striving to heal. Christ came and they told Christ, um, Look here, you know, we brought our child to your disciples. They couldn't heal him. Christ looks at them and he says, your faith is too small. But then he heals the child. And then he says, this kind does not go out except by fasting and prayer. That means that you could perform the miracle all right, but it will take a lot. A day will come, I'll no longer be here. You may have to fast and pray before these things will, will go. But while I'm here, you don't need to do it. Because once Christ is here, if all those things are being observed, you know what it indicates? It, in, in, it, it indicates that he's not enough. But Christ is enough. Mm -hmm. He's enough. And so when he's here, it should be all joy because he came to do all things well. And which that is did. why, mm -hmm. which he did. And that is why he said, um, can the wedding guest mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? This is a beautiful analogy because when you are, uh, with the bridegroom, it's all joy, happy, happy, happy. Mm -hmm. Nobody um, <clears throat> goes to a wedding to mourn. When he when he says like a wedding feast, what they have to do is to rejoice in in his presence, not to mourn in his presence. What would that mean? 
No one mourns in the presence of Christ because he has come to do all things well. And then he goes on to say, <clears throat> well, let, let us not forget that Christ is also saying that when I'm gone, they will fast. In fact, they will do a lot of fasting. I've said it, but they will do a lot of fasting because when he left, indeed, they did a lot of it, which also um, gave birth to the church because they prayed a lot and I'm sure they fasted a lot. Christ says, besides, who would patch old clothing with new cloth? This is very logic. For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth, leaving an even bigger tear than before. You have an old cloth. There is a, um, there is a part of it torn, and then you put a new cloth there. The new cloth is stronger. The old one can easily tear again. Because it's already weak. Because it's already weak. Mm -hmm. So what Christ is saying is, with this analogy is, the new covenant is here. Mm. The old covenant is weak because I am coming to fulfill all righteousness. I'm coming to do all things new. Mm -hmm. So you cannot be stuck in the old that's why I'm here to make it all new so you cannot be stuck in the old. If you're stuck in the old, it's going to be a problem because you cannot actually perceive what is inherent in the new. What is inherent in the new is the reality that I make this. It is me. I'm here. And so you don't have to worry about the Old Testament. Since, since Christ came, he said, I came to fulfill the law and the prophets. He is about to make a new covenant. And that new covenant doesn't need them to be stuck in their old ways. They need to let go of it and begin to see things clearly. Because if they attach it to the new, it will be confusing to them. And it cannot be done that way. Christ is actually bringing a whole change. That is what uh, he means here. And then he goes on to say, And no one puts new wine into old wine skins. For the old skins would burst from the pressure spilling the wine and running this and sorry ruining the skin new wine is stored in new wine skins so that both are preserved this is this is a well-known thing um uh, in ancient near east when they would normally uh, tap wine and stuff or new wine they would um, put it in wine skins uh, sometimes made of uh, sheep skin or sometimes made of leather mm -hmm. And so what happens is that if they put, what Christ is saying here is if you put new wine skin, sorry, new wine in old wine skin, when the wine ferments, it's possible that it will break or spoil. The old wine skin. Yeah, uh, because it, that leather is, is faded. It mm -hmm. is weak. Mm -hmm. So if you put it in, there is a chance that it could destroy, it, uh, it could spoil it. So Christ is saying that if you have new wine, it's better to put it in the new wine skin. That way it is well preserved. So he's literally trying to tell them that you are stuck in the Old Testament. I have come to change. the Not necessarily to change, but to replace. To I feel it's a replacement, a better replacement. Christ mm -hmm. is a better replacement. Mm -hmm. Because the whole Passover system is about to be done. Mm -hmm. He is the fulfillment of all those things. He, he is the fulfillment of everything you see in the temple. Mm -hmm. From the basin to wash your hands, mm -hmm. to the golden lampstands. Mm -hmm. Christ is everything mm -hmm. ceremonially 
substantial. He's mm-hmm. the substance of those things. Those things are shadows. They are prefigures. Yeah. They were just pointing to him. Mm-hmm. So right now that he is here, he's trying to tell them that let go of the Old Testament stuff. That is why I am here. I'm here to fulfill them. And so um, he tells his disciples this. Uh, um, John's disciples this to bring their understanding to that. Not only that, but also stuck in Phariseeism. Mm-hmm. Because this may not speak only, it is not as though um, Christ is trying to tell them that the Old Testament was not important. The Old Testament, as important as it is, was just a shadow of him. True. And he is the substance and they needed to realize that. Mm-hmm. But they were trying to push what they were seeing about him into the Old Testament, asking him, why are we fasting and your disciples not fasting? And Christ is saying it both to them and to his disciples that because I am here, there is no need for it. But once I am gone, but also the Pharisees, they were always a problem. This, the mere fact that those people would mention the Pharisees and for Christ to answer this way, also tells us that that is exactly the not only their posture but the very hypocritical character of the pharisees mm-hmm. they would do anything as long as it stands against christ anything as long as it stands against christ because i think that they despised the idea that christ was moving freely with his disciples and they would find fault with anything that he does to make sure that they would complain about his character being sort of opposed to Mosaic law. Because that's all the, that's all they would do. Like, for instance, when um, on the Sabbath, they would pluck from a tree to eat and they would be like, um, it is written that you should not work on the Sabbath. How stupid. They were not working. They were eating. They were eating. They were that eating is not working. They were not gleaning. Sorry, they gleaned from a tree because they were hungry. Mm-hmm. It's different if they brought baskets to pluck them in the baskets, working to go and sell. That's different. But they were hungry and they ate. And what did Christ tell them? Christ told them that He is the Lord of the Sabbath. So they have the right to do what they have to do because He is here. In fact, He is the Sabbath. Not only the Lord of the Sabbath, he's our rest. The the Sabbath means rest. Mm -hmm. And the book of Hebrews says that Christ is our rest. Mm -hmm. That is the meaning of Noah anyway. It means rest. Mm. So Christ here is telling them now, just as he told them, and just as he would all through the book of Matthew or um, the synoptic gospel, he will continue to repeat it and tell them that they are stuck in their ways. They are hypocrites. And that is why they will make remarks like this. Not the, um, uh, not the disciples of John. They asked a legitimate question. It was honest. Mm-hmm. They just wanted to understand. Mm-hmm. But then they added the Pharisees because, of course, what the Pharisees did was always get stuck in the Old Testament, make a huge argument out of it, even attach their own man-made traditions to even make it worse. And Christ says, stop it, leave it alone. Because if you try to do that, there will be conflict. And there will be there will be conflict and misunderstanding but know that once i'm here this is what this is what's to be done so we how does this apply to us practically 
that means that when you're in Christ, you don't have to ask people to circumcise again like the disciples were dealing with that issue because exactly yeah. what was going on was that after they received Christ, some Pharisees were pressuring them to still go circumcise. Meanwhile, mm. it was wrong because exactly. the new is here. Exactly. So you don't need circumcision anymore. That yeah. was a foreshadowing. Yeah, exactly. Christ is enough. Christ yeah. is all and in all, mm-hmm. as the Bible says. He's everything. He's the fulfillment of it all. So once we are here, now Christ is not here, we fast. But in this very instance, he made them aware that once he's here, we'll no longer fast. And this will happen again. This will happen again because when Christ was about to leave the earth, when he was uh, about to be betrayed, when he ate with them in the room, um, he told them, this is my body, you know, eat. This is my blood, drink. And he said he will not do this. But that he will not do this again until they meet Mm-hmm. in heaven and he told them this will happen again but in heaven mm-hmm. and so I believe that what this also means is once he's not here we mourn and we fast mm-hmm. because it is indeed godly for us to mourn his absence and when, when we need anything as much as we are joyful for, for, for grace and for mercy Yet we fast and pray. That's why Christ said that when, um, <clears throat> uh, that's why he said, uh, uh, what did he, he said, um, the days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them and then they will fast. So when Christ in his absentia, we will fast. But when we see him again, it will be done and there will be a huge feast in heaven. And we will not fast again. Mm -hmm. So when we see the bridegroom, we will not fast again. But in his absence, we fast. But when we shall see him face to face and be like him, we will not fast again because we are going to have a heavenly feast. And there will be no more fasting, no more mourning, just as we have seen here. Amen. Amen.